You are listening to a Bravo Cast Network production. Hello and welcome. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our brand new show, The Doing Business Podcast. This podcast highlights and promotes local businesses and entrepreneurs, whether you are a brick and mortar or entirely online. Our podcast has a simple message. We want to amplify your presence within the community you serve so that everyone who is listening can get a deeper understanding of who you are, the story behind your business, the passion that drives you, and also highlight the individuals you count on every day to drive your business forward. For businesses that are interested in being a part of our show, please contact us at doingbusiness at bravocastnetwork.com. As businesses are diverse and have specific needs, not all promotional packages fit all. We will work with you to present the package that suits your needs and budget, catered specifically to your business, performed and recorded at any location you feel most comfortable in. We are mobile and can record anywhere. Several sponsorship packages are also available to choose from, aimed to help stretch your advertising budget to its maximum. And remember, supporting this podcast and others like it helps fund small creators and other small businesses within our community. Our goal is to highlight you within the community you're doing business in. And without further ado, we present to you the inaugural season of the Doing Business Podcast. If you look good, you're going to feel good. That's just the nature yeah. of the beast. And you become a better person to be around. 100%. You know, so your family's going to benefit from it beyond yourself. So there's no downside to it. So I encourage everyone, get, get your ass to the gym. Let's go. So Barrymore, I don't wear this suit because uh, I like to look good, even as much as I do. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of money behind it. So I want to ask you some money questions. Yes, absolutely. What's, oh. the, what's the investment required to, and I, and I don't want to talk about membership, yeah, yeah. you know, fee, but you're talking about like, I've never boxed before. Yep. So what am I going to be doing? Am I buying shoes? Am I buying my own gloves? Am I buying, what, like, what do I really need to get into this? And how much Bend is that going to run me? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Boxing gloves. You're just really because, like, for me, I've never done it, right? And as much as I've loved it, I I I really like the sport. Um, I've always wanted to do it. My only experience is wearing like winter Kodiak gloves and fighting with my brother when we were young. Like we would put on our winter gloves, go to the basement, and and pretend to box each other. We we wouldn't pretend, but we really hit. You know, (laughs) I'm the youngest of four, so when I say like I'm I'm comfortable with the fight, yeah, it's because I was raised like that. I had no choice. You know, no, no. You know what? That's a great question. It's not a crazy investment because first of all, in in what we would call recreational boxing training, which is what this is, you're not going to have to get specialized shoes. You know, you come in with some good running shoes, sweatpants. We would encourage you to buy your own gloves for for hygienic reasons. And also, you know, if you get your own gloves, you're going to get the gloves that fit you specifically for your hand size. And and that's basically it. You can buy a good, decent pair of gloves. You can buy it for 100 bucks. You can buy two, 300 bucks. Right. But those are your, those those gloves will last you for quite some time. So my thing is that um, and also uh, here at the gym, we will be getting some tap out fitness gloves that we'll be able to sell. And they're probably going to be at a the quality will be different grades of quality depending on what you want to buy. So I'd say between 
a hundred bucks, and let's say three hundred bucks, you can pick up some pretty good gloves. And they're gonna last you probably at least a couple of years. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. A pair of tapo boxing gloves look really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to dangle them from the river mirror. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little baby, ones. little mini ones. That they don't yeah. fit at all. We might be able to help you guys out with that for sure. <laughs> and also, they're, they're going to be having merchandise and stuff like that. So, the brand is coming in pretty hot and heavy with respect to creating its identity. Uh, you know, for a long time, we'd see people walking on the street with the other brand, gym bag, et cetera. Uh, we will probably do some of that. Uh, T-shirts, tights, the whole nine. To, to, and, I, and I honestly feel that um, once you become uh, comfortable in your skin or comfortable within the environment of the gym that you go to, you kind of feel like a badge of honor wearing the gear. Yeah. And so there's going to be a lot of merchandise. That's yeah, well, I, I, I can't work out properly in like really ugly baggy track pants. Like it's got to be something that makes me feel good. Yep. That I know is going to be, you know, for whatever I'm, like activity I'm doing. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm not going to, or shorts if I'm going for a run. Yep. Yeah. Like we said, look good, feel good. Right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, and that's one of the things that we're going to do as well. So we're, you know, the, 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 the merchandise that goes with the club, um, for those who follow wrestling, one of the guys that is one of the brand ambassadors for Tapa Fitness is John Cena. Cena. Oh, really? Um, I've yeah. never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. You're kidding. He's got his own no, song. No, I do. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's some I'm like, really? Not that young. I, and you know what's funny? Yeah, right. I, 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 all kidding aside, I've had the opportunity. To, it's really crazy, the, the, the um, life circle here. So, you know, 20 years ago, I ran a gym called Fitness 365. I created that gym. I joined it as a as a member in 1994. It's called Monster Gym. Uh, six years later, with two business partners, bought the gym, changed the name to Fitness 365. Mm -hmm. That gym was the unofficial fitness partner of the WWE. So all of those wrestlers, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. John Cena. Um, um, They'd come, what, like a couple times a year, no? Oh, more than that. Because Toronto is a hotspot for... For wrestling production, Toronto yeah. the GTA. I so remember, going, I remember going to the dome when I was like probably ten. Yeah. yeah. So they would come through town easily, close to half a dozen times a year. Oh wow! Easily, because if they if they were wrestling, and they were coming to you. Yeah, if they were if they were wrestling, check this out. They could be wrestling in Oshawa. They're coming down by the airport to the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, these guys don't make as much money as people think, so they would get a rental. You'd see this little rental car. Here comes five of the biggest men you ever yeah. did see coming out of that vehicle, right? Because they'd split the expense, so, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And um, so they would be, they could be resting in London. They would stay by the airport, train at my gym, and then leave to go down to London for the production. Wow. Right? So we would see them all the time. So John Cena, I had, I've had numerous conversations with uh, Dwayne Johnson, I'm having a conversation with him. He was winding down his career because I noticed I hadn't seen him that much at the gym coming into town. And I said, so what's going on? And he said, uh, when I leave here, I'm going, uh, I'm getting into the movie business. I'm going to, to shoot a movie. And I'm like, really? Like you're going to follow in on Schwarzenegger's footsteps? And he goes, yeah. I said, what movie, what movie are you going to go do? Scorpion King. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first movie. Right. Yeah. Scorpion yeah. King. Yeah, that was his first movie. It must have been an inspirational uh, conversation with him. He is the nicest guy, uh, humble, easygoing, um, 
and uh, I look forward to meeting him again. I'm sure Pat's will cross. Well, I'm going to try to make sure that he listens to this so that he can recall that story <laughs> and then I can interview <laughs> him yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. that's the goal right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Set the bar high right now for yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. You know, the thing that I found was interesting about these guys was they were, you know, it's almost like if the organization, the WWE, had said to them all, was very particular in choosing guys who came with a, a lot of humility. I don't think there was any one of them that I had ever come across that wasn't a really easygoing guy to, to, to get along with. And it's funny because you saw their alter egos in the squared circle. Yeah. That was just like, what? Yeah. But meanwhile, when you got them by themselves or got them in the gym, they were, if you didn't look over to see that they were actually there, you didn't even know they were in the gym. Yeah. So you have these guys that come in the gym floor and they're moving all kinds of heavy weight, and they're tossing it around, making all kinds of noise. And here's the guys that are big and strong, and, and for a living make noise. And they're on the gym floor quite as a mouse working on. Yeah. Which told you that the big noise guys, my father used to say, empty vessels make the most noise. <laughs> the, the noise wasn't necessary. No, no, but no, they, no. But they do, it all, they do it all the time. Because why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because why not? Get some attention. Yeah. Look at me, yeah. look at me. So uh, with the stage one officially happening here in Ontario today, yeah. Yeah, so. I know that the, um, we're going to try to probably put this episode out as quickly as we can so that there's not a lot of uh, delay yeah, so with We can say we're recording, this, we're, we're recording this on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we can call it Tap Out Fitness Friday. I like Fortune Segment. Friday, though, you know. <laughs> I, I already started with it. I'm going to put that up in my office. Fortune Friday. Fortune Fridays. Yep. Because I want to make sure that all of those big deals are happening on Friday. I mean, that's oh, payday yeah. for me. So yeah, <laughs> There you go. There that's you go. payday for me. Yeah. There you go. Picked up a new account today. So I, I'm Congratulations. Today, you know. Nice, Dan. It's good to hear. So it is. It's Fortune, Fortune Friday, Friday, man. Very fortunate to be here. Yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, it can be done. So, so we'll use both hashtags. Yeah, like, but I, I just want everybody to understand, like when when you do get to listen to this, um, you know, I know in Ontario, stage one is going to be minimum twenty one days. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that we just started, and yeah. we've just started. So uh, we're looking at three weeks of whatever that you want to call mm -hmm. this. Gyms are not allowed to be open yet. No. However, stage two. Yes. Gyms are going to be allowed to be open. I think so to I a think certain extent. So this a percentage is what, of the capacity. Yes. I, this is what I think will happen. I think we're seeing the numbers going in the direction that they want at a more accelerated pace than I think even they predicted. So I think a lot of the doom and gloom of a month and a half ago, that gyms were not going to open up till July, August. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that that could be accelerated by about a month. So perhaps a month from now, we could be broadcasting maybe live even, or at least recording, here and the gym could be open yeah right and that, that's what i think is going to happen because the numbers are continuing to go in the direction that they want them to both uh vaccination and the rate of infection so based on that and that that's one of the things i had predicted uh when we shut down i said they want to try and see if they can outpace vaccination over over infection and that is exactly what's going on so i believe we'll be open sooner than later and you know what it, when we come in, let's, let's, let's get into the gym. Let's not take it for granted. Let's get in there because we don't want it to be a situation where you waited and waited and waited. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, here comes another lockdown. Because mm -hmm. believe it or not, we're not wishing for another lockdown, period. But no. let's pretend it happened three months from now. 
utilize those three months because that is going to help you in the event that there's a lockdown to survive that lockdown better. Because if you take yeah. more time off, like I'm, next, I'm not going to go back to the gym yet, and something happens, the next thing you know, you could blink and you'll be 18, 19 months sedentary. A lot of ill health effects occur. That's from what I that. wanted to touch on too, yeah, because right? I think that the amount of people that have just not been able to have the opportunity to focus on their health yep. has put them in a worse position where they're more susceptible yes. to maybe more severe symptoms yep. if they were to get sick. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I know that I got COVID like really early on. So I always look at it like, hey, this is, I'm going to look at everything as a blessing in disguise. I just got to figure out what that is. Yeah. So as much as it was like, oh, man, how could this happen? You know, uh, how do we let this get into our home or whatever yep. you want to look at it? I was like, there's got to be another reason for it. Yep. You know, I was able to understand it, um, you know, change my mindset about it while I was having it and say, I got to beat this. I got to be positive. I'm not going to let this, you know, control my head. And tell me that I'm going to be sick. I'm going to rise above it. I got my family to take care of. Yep. But I got to tell everybody what it's like. Yep. And one of the big things for me was I got to talk about it. I need people to understand so that they're not afraid of it. I need people to understand so that I, there's no shame behind it. Because mm -hmm. there's really been a big problem. I would say in Canada, um, probably I would say North America wide. I'm not sure around the world. But there's a COVID stigma out there. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, people that get sick, everyone's like, ooh, you know, I can't see you for like a year. I'm afraid to hang yeah. out with you. Yeah. Well, you, you, you know, know what I found? And I want, I want people that, to be able to like say, yeah. I had it. Yeah, but <clears throat> come into the gym now. Work yeah. on your body. Yeah. Get healthy again. So there's and, – and I – what the media has been portraying in terms of, uh, you know, they're taking care of the numbers, the vaccine numbers, that sort of thing. But there was very few stories uh, or people coming out wanting to talk about, yeah, I got it. Yep. This is how I got it. This is how I got over it. Yep. And it, you don't see a lot of those stories. And, and is it because of the stigma? Like, is there a, some kind of cloud or stigma out there? 100%. Because other than a direct story like you, I don't know anybody else that I've spoken to that's had COVID. Yep. I'm not a, a non-believer. I know tons of people that have had it. Yep. I know a handful of people that have died from it. Yes. So I'm not unaware of what's going on. But in terms of speaking to someone directly, like when I find found out you had it, yeah. I asked you, you know, how did you feel? What you know, yeah. I, like I, I wanted to know. Yeah. Because I don't hear it. Yeah. And unless you deep dive, you know, into the internet and go on YouTube and, and find all that yeah. stuff, you're not going to find out because no one's really talking about There's it. The so I didn't know there was even a stigma about it. Yeah, there is a fear. People won't open up about it, right? I, everyone is going to keep something personal about themselves. They don't show all their cards all the time. And, you know, by chance, you happen to know somebody that actually likes to talk a lot. So being on <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Lucky <laughs> me, lucky me. So... I don't mind talking about it because I understand there's a greater purpose to these conversations. Yeah. If I tell you I'm educating you in, in any way because you're getting my opinion, my viewpoint, you do with it what you want. But, you know, I'm not going to spin it in a negative way. I want to spin it in a positive way. I want to make sure that you get the best of my experience and not the worst. But I'm going to tell you how bad it was. I'm gonna, I, I yeah. have. You know, it, it was hard. It was difficult. You know, there was a mental game there. But I, I got to let you know. So 
I want you to be prepared. Yeah. There's not even you a know? right and a wrong. It's just what you went through. It's just yeah. what I went That's through. all it is. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I honestly think that what happens is that um, people are treating it almost like a leprosy type situation. I mean, at the end of the day, you get it. That fascinates you, me. You, I you, understand that. You, you recover. Yeah. Let's get after it. Yeah. You know, let's not act as if that person, you got to stay away from them because they, they still have it. No, they've recovered. Yeah. 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 You know, they've gone back to the workforce. Yeah. That means they're okay. So let's not think that, you know. And I think also what has happened is we've really kind of made it like it's the worst thing that could happen. You know, I mean, there are countries around the world. Yeah. yeah. There are countries around the world. I'll give Africa as an example. People are not paying attention to the fact that their stats are one of the best in the world for both infection, as far as low, and deaths, which are pretty low. You're talking about a continent of people that's north of a billion people. Yeah. And there was a time when they only had 50,000 deaths. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. And they were, like, everybody was scared, oh, my God, yeah. if this hits Africa. Yeah, yeah they were like, oh, shit. 3 million people are going to die. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing could be further from the truth. I have, a, fact, yeah, I have, a, I have they, a friend that works... Uh, in, um, uh, for the World Bank. Yep. And on the onset, she was saying, you know, it, it, you know, February, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had pretty much realized what was going on yeah. February, March too. And, you know, this is going to happen. And she was saying, you know what? If this shit hits Africa, the yeah. way it's hitting Italy, Italy China yeah, yeah, yeah. started to come over yeah. here. and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a shit show you know, over there. But you know what was crazy? Uh, with the exception of the president of Tanzania, people listened. <laughs> they listened. There was no anti-vaxxers. They were like, okay, we got to wear a mask. We're going to wear a mask. Senegal made their own test for a dollar test. Wow. Right? You know, there were places that did stuff, and people were not even paying attention. They, they, they pulled it off. They listened. Um, they just they followed the protocols, and the next thing you know, the, the doom and gloom of what they thought was going to happen in Africa. I remember someone saying to me, here, it's embarrassing that Africa's infection rate and death rate is better than the U.S. Why is it embarrassing? They, they, they put their heads down. They said, okay. Take notes. But, but exactly. Take, Take notes. notes. But here's the deal. What people fail to realize, they have dealt with so many pandemics. Oh, yeah. They got a rule book. They got a playbook for how yeah. you deal with Ebola. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They, just, they go back to their notes and be like, okay, what can we do this time? How are we going to do it yeah. again? So it was one of those things yeah. where I was like, are you kidding me? If anything, we should have been saying, hey, hey Africa. Can I copy your homework? Yeah, yeah. Can we, can we yes. get some help? Wait a second. And Toronto went through the wor- worst um, SARS outbreak. Yes. Yeah. When it happened, yes, you know we're internationally known as the yeah hotbed. we were the hotbed we were the central uh, we were Grand Central yeah, yeah of number one yep yeah we got the Rolling Stones because of yeah it. and we got the Rolling Stones because of yeah. It. yeah yeah and we didn't learn shit yeah yeah it, 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 it's so it was and that was a one to one transmission yes not a one to three we yeah. forgot our pencil at home that Jeez. day yeah yeah it, it was it was one of those things I just looked at and Heart I, was, dog I, I, I was like wow. Africa's like Guadi Dangerfield. They get no respect no matter what. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no matter what. Kind of what I feel like in my house. Well, they got bragging. Show. That's bragging points for them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And they're not getting it, though. That's the thing. They're not getting it. But, you know, it, it's a case where, look, you know, this is a serious infection. Yes, it affects the respiratory system in a way that you can't imagine. Yes. But, you know, when people recover from it, some are long haulers, but most are not. People recover from it. Let's let's find out for them what was it like, you know, yeah. 
you know, what were, what were the first, some of the first symptoms or signs so that we can say to ourselves, oh, ooh, ah, maybe I need to get myself checked out, you know. I mean, I had seen a few people that, that had got it and recovered. Uh, it, it is terrible, but I think if you are fitter, it will affect you less. Less, yeah. Makes sense. And if, if anything I can tell people is by getting into better shape and, 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 and thinking about it, like let's not sit at home and eat a bag of chips every day. Let's, why don't we get up and not go for a walk? Uh, <laughs> <every day. laughs> Twice a week. Okay, let's, Joe, twice let's, a week. let's get up and go for a walk. Let's do some push-ups in the basement. I don't want to cut out sponsors right now. Uh, <laughs> potato, potato chip guys might like us right now. <laughs> garage snack of Canada. Oh, no. But yeah, you know, so it, it, to me, it was one of those things where if we just would stop and think about it a little bit and realize, again, the importance of staying in, in better shape, I hope coming out of this, people are going to realize, okay, you know what? Enough of the, the nonsense. Let me take care of myself. When I take care of myself, I'm actually taking care of my family as well. Right. Now, Joe, you just recently did a garage fitness DIY. Garage yeah, a little corner for right? my son. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. How old is your son? 20. Okay. So for everybody listening at home who's, you know, putting us on in the garage, taking a look around like, oh, you know, I could put a uh, you know, a dumbbell set along the wall. I could put a treadmill in here. You know, maybe hang a punching bag. Yeah, in but you the know garage. what's going to happen with that? But this it's is going to I'll most. let you go where I was going <laughs> to go. Is that it's the? Go- I didn't even mention the corner. <laughs> I don't want to. It's the garage. No, what happens is this: the intention is honorable, but in ninety-five percent of the cases, home fitness equipment and home gym setups become laundry collecting spots mm-hmm. or hanging spots, right? There's this bike that everybody went crazy. I have an elliptical sitting in the so corner good. of my basement for probably about three years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. There, there is something, nothing replaces the energy exchange of a gym floor. It's There's something about being in a room, like-minded people on a mission to achieve the same goal, give or take, in their own version of, that gets you more energized, more motivated, more accountable. Um, when you're in your house doing it on your own, I've had clients of mine say, I've got my full gym set up at home. I get in there to do my workout and very easily, here comes Pulse 24 story. I should have been resting for 90 seconds. I rest for five minutes. You're, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. Um, you You end up paying $4,000 for a bike that I will not mention, paying $60 a month for a membership that is atrocious. And you're really telling me you're going to get into shape riding a bike? And then, oh, by the way, they decide to throw in some strength training with that. You know, it's, 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 I think it just, it's a fallacy. It's the, it's the most, it's the latest mousetrap in fitness. I predict that those bikes will be, on Kijiji this summer. I think I think they're good <laughs> if you already have a level of fitness and you want to use it for maintenance. If you want to use it not for maintenance as a supplement to okay, your program, you're going to say that. Yeah, yes, yeah. but what happens is, but don't don't use it getting on it thinking oh, I'm going to drop twenty oh, pounds riding a fucking oh, bike they, at home. Listen, no. they they have sold people no. a bill of goods. Dan's looking at me. Like, <laughs> they have sold people a bill of goods. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so people that build a goods because nothing beats strength training. 
Like there's nothing that I agree. You know, and so I, when I watched this mousetrap, I was like, wow. I wish I thought of that. <laughs> For real. <laughs> because the millions and millions of dollars that were generated from this thing, I, I'm sitting there going, and honestly, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't put a dent in the fitness industry. You know, <laughs> to be clear, it just caused people to actually compare this experience on the gym floor. Yeah. To riding a bike forever. And what riding a bike does as well, it, it, it actually causes some major hip and back issues over time. Right? Nobody speaks of that. Because in most cases, people don't even put the seat the right level. And if mm -hmm. the seat's not at the right level, you're going to have a hip problem pedaling with your knee coming up to your chest. Or sideways. Right? But yes. that's my ab workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are my crunches. Come on. So, so to me, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, man. And I remember watching the CEO one morning, and he was on one of the business channels, and he says, oh, it's a, it's a great replacement for gym membership. And I was like, he didn't just say that. <laughs> he didn't just say that. Yeah. How can you even say that with a straight face? You know very well that's a fallacy. And then they decided, like I said, to throw a couple of pretend to be dumbbells into their programming. And, and, you know, and I'm like, man, but, and then of course they had some unfortunate situations with their treadmills. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing. And again, from someone who has been in the gym experience for over 40 years, nothing beats the experience of, of having all these other people around you on the same mission, you know, and I'll tell everyone, get to the gym. Not because I'm in the business, because it's the most, it's the place you're going to be more successful, especially if you get yourself a coach. Get yourself a coach. Hey, Get yourself I, a trainer. I agree with that because I'm living it right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes a difference. And also, here's the other thing. You've been deconditioned for 14, 18 months. You're going to come into the gym and attempt to lift the weight that you lifted when the last time you were in there, which <laughs> yeah, is I which can is do suicide. it, but I'm going to hurt the yeah, next that's, day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You, while, you, you may hurt yourself to the point where you need to go see a physiotherapist. I mean, yeah. I probably should anyway. <laughs> you know, so, so what people are doing is... <laughs> it's been is, a while since I've been adjusted. Yeah, and so what people are doing is... I, I actually saw a gentleman coming out of the gym floor when we were open one time. And he had put on some weight on the bench press. And I was training a client. But I'm always watching what's yeah. happening. And I looked around and I could see the bar going the wrong way. He's on the bench press. It should be going up when you want it to go up yeah. not coming down when you're actually trying to push it up yeah, yeah. it was too heavy it, and he's like you know this is what i did last year blah, blah, blah. yeah last year it's been almost a year right so a lot of people are coming onto the gym floor and this is what's going to happen so the best thing that they could do is to get that proper guidance to ensure injury prevention yeah right proper technique application right and Check your ego at the door because what you once did is not what you're going to do today mm -hmm. and it'll be a while before you get back to doing that. And if people are willing to do that, then the transition in will be, I mean, I think when we had the first lockdown uh, last summer, when I went back to the gym, I think I, I think on a bench press where I would usually have north of 200 pounds, I didn't go over 130, yeah. <laughs> you know, I cut it down significantly for I think the first six weeks. Because your body is is just getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, when I when I first lockdown happened, I think my my deadlift I was at like not much one one thirty one thirty five yep. maybe. Yep. Right, but after the lockdown, when I got back, my trainer's like, "Okay, 
we're going to 60 pounds. Yes, exactly. I was like, I'm good with that because I know I'm going to fuck up my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I need my back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we all do, you know. Right? And, and it's that, it's all of those kinds of things that, that having a coach advise you like yours did. Yeah. Kudos to him. Um, her. Makes a huge difference. Her. Her. Uh, makes a huge difference, right? And and we've got to just stop this ego lifting stuff and lift for the long haul. Lift so you can say you've been training. I've been virtually touch wood, injury free, and I train, train. I don't, you know, I've been virtually injury free for 40 years. Nice. You know, because I won't lift a weight just for the sake of lifting it. I've never done what's called a one rep max in my life. If I can't lift it for reps, I'm not lifting it. Yeah. Which means I have to have control over it and not have someone spot and be lifting 30% of the weight because I'm trying to impress whomever, right? And, and I think that if you lift more and from an injury prevention standpoint and in conjunction with that, have, have a, a sports medicine uh, therapist on speed dial so you can get in to see him once a week, once a month, once every couple of weeks to just kind of keep everything in, in, in alignment. Uh, you're laughing all the way home, and here we're going to actually have that service available as well, including massage therapy to make this place more of a one-stop shop from the standpoint of a fitness experience is concerned. That's perfect. Yeah. It sounds like the big message here is for all the home masters that have been doing everything themselves. Yep. Gyms Check will yourself. be open. Yep. Gyms are going to be uh, available, and Barrymore is going to be here. 311 yep. City View Boulevard? 311 City View Boulevard, yep. Woodbridge. Top Out Fitness, Woodbridge, and IG and FB. Yeah. Nice, very nice. Yeah. North of Major McKenzie. Yep. I'm going to start boxing. Oh, the boxing is going to be awesome. I can't, I can't wait to start. I mean, you hit a heavy bag for three minutes. You, you're serving body fat. I mean, and, I hit a heavy bag of chips. Well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm just tired of doing these things, you know. <laughs> Uh, at home because of what you were kind of touching on before. It's like the experience of community is so important. Yes. Right. And I know for me, like after COVID, like I needed to get back out there. I wanted to be back in the workforce. I wanted yep. to be talking to yeah. people, taking meetings and doing yep. all the normal things. Cause I didn't, I mean, as much as I like the convenience of zoom, yes. you know, I still put a lot of weight in meeting people face to face. Yes, and you weren't even home that much, like in terms of for COVID entire lockdowns. No, I um, I stayed home an extra two uh, week, so three weeks. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, what I was home for, and I'm like, okay, I need to, uh, I need to get, you know, take care of business. Yeah, Yeah. right. But um, I I think there's a lot of people out there that are just missing that sense of community. They they don't experience people anymore. Yep. They're going to have a fear of coming into places. Yes. And I think that, you know, with the way the government is handling the openings, will allow eager people who are. Coming